Welcome to Stand Out from the Crowd, the podcast dedicated to helping professionals and leaders amplify their voice, impact, and influence. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, hello, bonjour, salam alaikum. It's good to see you beautiful people for another live episode. My name is Darin and I'm the host of the Stand Out from the Crowd podcast. Every week, I have the opportunity to interview some of the brightest leaders and entrepreneurs of our time. And you know, our stories are what connect us as humans, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We talk all about it without filter. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave your review on the podcast. I would greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. Now, let's begin our look back at what made 2022 such a special year. A year that was filled with opportunities, successes, optimism, you know, breakthrough moments, and also some lows, setbacks, and weird moments. So join us as we wave goodbye to 2022 and review the year's main achievements and tricky moments with our standout guest, Marian, Rollis, Veronica, and Charlene. How are you doing, dear friends? Hi. <laughs> Thank you, Doreen, for the invitation. Hello, everyone. I'm so happy and uh, excited to uh, have you back on the Stand Up From The Crowd podcast. We have had the opportunity to discover your story, your passion, the impact that you have on people's lives. And so I'm very happy, you know, to, to learn about, you know, what happened since then, you know, and I'm sure a lot has happened in your life. And for those of you watching the live and the replay, as usual, use the comment section. Let us know where you are tuning in from. We have a beautiful international community here and share also your insights from 2022, the best moments, the worst moment, the weirdest things that happened to you. Let us know in the comments so we can talk. We can all talk about it. So I'm going to ask you to briefly introduce you for the audience who may not know you yet. So Marian, would you like to introduce yourself, please? Okay. Um, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Marianne Balogu. I'm from Nigeria. Um, I'm a marketing communicator. And recently, I authored a book. So I'm also an author. Um, that you yeah, launched in 2022. It. So I would say that was the yeah. highlight of 2022. Definitely. Book, that was the definitely launch of your the book. Highlight. Yeah. I, and I was also able to hold a, I was also able to organize a book launch event, which was big for me. That was always a dream, you know, I had, you know, not only being able to launch it on Amazon, but I was also able to now have a physical launch and people were there and I was able to impact people in that way. So that was very big for me. Wonderful. Thank you, Marian. Rolis, so let us know who you are. Rolis is one of my favorite person on the internet. I must say it. And I always say it. And I keep saying it. <laughs> and uh, 
And tell us what was your, your highlight of this year as well. Um, highlight. There's lots of highlights, lots of highlights. <laughs> but I think I'm, I'm with uh, Marianne with uh, being able to, to connect in person again, going to a couple of uh, conferences. Uh, that was that was new for us in 2022. Had a great time doing that. And then our just I just got the numbers today. We're gonna we actually almost doubled our revenue from from last year. So that's that's amazing as well. So yeah, tell us all, all good do, things. Then. Tell us what you do. Oh, uh, we we help uh, organizations who have hard to fill jobs <laughs> fill those jobs uh, through the use of video. Actually, just short video clips, and we do advertising to help push those through. And and we work mainly in the healthcare market, so we do like nurses and docs and things like that. But Having a lot of fun with it, you know, flying to other locations to do these on-site recording shoots and all that. So that's kind of cool, too. Uh, but, yeah, that's wow. what we do. So congratulations on your achievements. That's that's great. Veronica, you. your turn. Merci. Hi. Hi, everyone. So uh, most of you know me as V-Power Coach. <laughs> founder of vpowercoaching.com and I'm an impact course creation strategist, a deep dive mindset coach, an educator, instructional designer, and a teacher. So I help, of course, my, what I call them impactpreneurs. I help them unearth their gold dust of passion, skills, experience, stories, and package that into transformational online courses and programs that they too can have the ripple effect in the world and impact and attract their tribe. So that's in a nutshell what I do. I love what I do and it's given me the opportunity to really give back to the community. Uh, one of my highlights this year was um, going to Ghana and um, commissioning the borehole that we built as the um, educational communities worldwide. We help under-resourced children, schools to really um, enhance and leverage their learning experiences because um, they're under-resourced in many ways. So one of the highlights commissioning the borehole that we donated to the Kesewa, not, not the Kesewa, the Graceland Shelter Orphanage. And now because Warhol, they have lifetime access to water. Now the children of the orphanage, 99 children, can, mm -hmm. can learning. And they don't have to go early in the morning to fetch water, come back tired and, you know, drained, not being able to even learn. So uh, I'm so happy we were able to do that. Amazing. Let's talk about making an impact. Yes, that's amazing. And last but not least, the beautiful Charlene. You can, oh, you cannot, oh, because of the construction, I guess. Okay, so while Charlene is coming back with us, uh, let's take a look at the comment. There is a, like our friend Robert here who says, <laughs> at this point, I think 2020, 2021, and 2022 have rolled, all rolled into one, one long year. year. Oh, damn. I totally this agree. So <laughs> yes. I totally agree. Hundred, hundred, hundred percent. So now, beautiful people, I have a game. And for those of you watching us, also please feel free to leave to play that game because we want to have some fun today. You know, we won't, don't want to talk about work. We want to talk about you know what made us alive throughout the year. And Charlene is back with us. Hello, Charlene. Hi. I lost my window. No. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so sorry. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you. Who are you, what you do, and what was your highlight of 2022? 
Oh, I am Charlene Brown. I am a website strategist and architect, full stack web developer, and I help my clients understand how to use their websites, the type of technology, best platforms that they should be on. And I'm really there for those who are transitioning SEOs. Um, is always a hard thing for people, for business owners. So I try to make sure that it's super, super simple for them so they can really understand not just what their content will bring, but how to get that um, visibility without over trying. And they're mm. super busy. So I make sure that as you're transitioning into that CEO role and you're coming out of just being a solopreneur or a small business owner, you really want to show up in your best, strongest position. So I help you do that through your website strategy your brand strategy, and of course, I help you build it all out. Wow, and you know, like this is so important, what we're doing, what you're doing right now, because like you need to be visible online and you wanna ensure that you are visible online the right way. And Rob here asks, is there any prices for the game? <laughs> we are all ears for this one. Okay. So listen, people, I didn't think about it, but I do believe it's a great idea. So what I'm going to do, hmm, let me think about it. I may give away <laughs> some of my books stand out from the crowd. Okay. How does this sound? Yes, let's do that. Okay, so let's all start and play that game. <laughs> okay, good. so 2022 in 2022, a lot of things happened for the first time, right? For the first time ever. Some were good, some not that good, some that I do believe we could have just avoided, right? And I would love to to know what each one of you think about some of the the <laughs> things that happened for the first time in 2022. <laughs> What's happening there? Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I'm you going first. <laughs> uh, you will be going first. Because oh, no! I <laughs> okay, 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 but okay, let's is, do it. But no, but this is yet. kind of political, professional, savvy, right. so we're all good here. For the first time in the UK, okay, the first a person of color was elected head of the government. Oh, so yes. What do you, th we know all the craziness that was around, you know, the new uh, elected uh, head of government uh, in, in the UK. What do you think about it? Did, do you think or did you feel like it was a big deal? Do you think it was something just like natural, you know, that, that wouldn't make any difference? What was your, your thought about it? Well, I stay away from politics as much as I can, to be totally right. transparent. So um, <laughs> that incident, um, there was a lot of, of course, noise around it and lots of opinions and different views, which I heard some of them. Uh, my approach to these elements in society is um, it is what it is. Uh, the most important is that they're here to serve and serve with impact, serve with um, good intention and do the great, the, the job that they were called forth to do. So for me, as much as yes, there was, that was the first incident in the UK, that was a breakthrough. It definitely um, it encourages representation in many levels. So that is definitely powerful. But for me, it was just, okay, um, let's get to work. Do, as long as you, you do are. the job, I'm absolutely. I agree Absolutely. 100% with you. So. And Vanessa here says it was just normal. And yes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's 
just like no, let's not like, move what forward. We want to make a big deal. Yes, exactly. I agree hundred percent for you. I, I, I definitely I, understand. Sorry, I definitely understand that it was uh, definitely a breakthrough as a, a form of representation because we know that the young ones always look up to people that may mm-hmm. sound like them, look like them. Mm-hmm. So it was a great form of representation. Other than that, let's do the job, get the job done, and move forward. Hundred percent. Is there anyone else who want to comment on that? The fact that someone was elected maybe for the first time? I just think I just think that if you live in a country like um, Veronica said representation, I think if you live in a country at some point in your life living in that country, someone that looks like you should be able to govern you. And that's what's happening. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah, so that's very enough. Yes, yes, fair enough. Something also, so when I read that news, I felt like we were like the, the fiction movies we used to watch, you know, or we still watch, like are becoming reality. Like NASA, so did you know that the NASA, 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 how you pronounce it in English, I'm not sure, but smashes actually a spacecraft into an wow. asteroid in a planetary defense test. We are talking about the mm. planetary defense test. I thought that was only in the movie. <laughs> so they, are, they, they foresee an, an attack? Not an attack in case, you know, like an asteroid would hit the, the, the okay. planet, you know, so they would be able to, it's like Armageddon. Mm. Did you, we, all of us, we have watched Armageddon, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, and I cried, you know, I cried at the end, yeah. I must say. <laughs> but like, this is becoming reality. They are like testing it. So what do you think about it? Rollis, maybe, do you want to share your, your thought on this? I love technology. I don't know anything about what you just mentioned about this, this test <laughs> here. Uh, but I like I liked advancing technology. Um, I did, I did want to um, just piggyback on your last question. And I just wanted to kind of um, adapt it towards my purview, which is more on the corporate side. When you look at uh, corporations that are having intention towards having leaders, whether it's in the C-suite or the president, that do reflect either the customers they serve or the employees that they have, um, to me, that's just good business. It's not even altruistic anymore because if they don't make the adjustment to reflect the customers that they serve or reflect uh, the people who are in their company, um, they're going to find themselves left behind. So it, right. it doesn't surprise me if I see countries follow that same track, right? At some point, even 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 parties or countries or whatever you want to call them, just from a straight from a business um, savvy standpoint and to stay relevant, uh, you want to have more representation. And for me, I know in our company. Um, I, I chose a female leader to run our company. And so she, and our, our company has actually improved and gotten better to the point of that's how we reach, I think, double revenue, right? We've got more female leadership that's being represented just in our small company. So I'm founder. I'm not president anymore. And so I'm able to still offer my ideas, but who makes the decisions and all that is actually a female. She does a great job. Uh, and then also our management team, we have three on our management team and two of them are female. So, wow. and so I, I think that's, I think that's, that, that speaks volumes to 
what can happen if a company does make those steps. Yeah, I like that you mentioned that, Rollins, because um, when I was working with the United Nations Industrial Development Organization, UNIDO, on their Gender Lens Investing online course, it was exactly what you just said. The statistics have proven time and time again that when we use a gender lens approach to investing, and that could even mean giving the role or the position to a female, um, they've doubled revenues. They've um, boosted and leveraged the whole performance. So investing in women is certainly showing that it is worth the ROI. Yeah. 100%. But I wanted to jump in because I think I, what you guys mentioned before about we need to be more representative of what's going on in the real world. And when the Supreme Justice finally put a black woman on the on the on the court and everyone is acting so like, oh, great, awesome job. It's like, no, you're late. <laughs> and I always say to, to folks I work with, I don't like to give kudos for something you should have done. Just make mm. it happen and get it done. You get kudos for going above and beyond. I think we've lost that. People have lost the thrive to go above and beyond basic. And right now we're giving so many praises and accolades for people who do basic things. Basic to just approve same-sex marriage and the rights that that has. The, the, the rights for interracial marriage, the rights for just any marriage. Just mm -hmm. giving humans their rights and their ability to live and exist and be represented worldwide. Mm -hmm. People are getting praised for that. And you shouldn't. That's something that should just happen. And I, I think that's where we're losing. We've lost that as a society around the world of expectating or ex expecting that you just do what you should and not be praised for it. It shouldn't be a, 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 an amazing idea that you do that. Mm -hmm. just, just do it. And great that you're making the, the, the strides in, the, in, a, in our community. But I think at government levels, I was just, you know, for me, it was more of a, you know, about time kind of thing from the government, because the government has to lead so much to show and be the, the example, because so many of us are actually looking towards them as our leaders. So how can we continue to put people in those leadership roles if they're not willing to get out of their own way? Mm. Very, very important point that you've made, Charlene. Um, when I look at it from the perspective of um, Ghana, because I'm from Ghana, for example, and other countries that may not have been so open to different um, incidents and breakthroughs like in the West, I feel sometimes a nation takes time to evolve and to open up totally. Um, so when it comes to such nations, which when you look at their history, for example, Poland also, for so long, they had closed your borders as uh, being communist, right? Maybe it's about 30, over 30 years now that they've opened their borders. So when we look at a country's history, you realize that sometimes their lack of openness is because of the transformation that they've gone through is quite new and quite um, still in its um, maybe toddler or infant stage. So with such nations, I feel definitely it's good to praise and it's good to acknowledge. But in countries like the UK and the US where this you know, should have happened long ago, it's certainly about time. But looking at it from a, from a Ghanaian perspective, if these basic human rights like same-sex marriages, it's not something that we have in Ghana, if the government was to make it legal, that would be a huge breakthrough looking at our history. Mm -hmm. 
Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to contextualize it and, you know, mm. to hold up actually and stay on the same line for the first time ever in, in 2022. Um, so we are talking about a different level here, but the woman referee, uh, women were like have become the referee at the World Cup. Right. Oh. So that's the first time. Yes. The World Cup. So it's currently happening. The semi the semifinal is happening this afternoon, the second one. And so there is a team, an all team of women referees at the World Cup. So that's the first time ever. And also uh, for the first time in 2022, women were appointed to high level positions in the Vatican and Al Hazhar, like for the, the Christianism and the Muslim uh, a religion, so the highest institutions, uh, women are now, uh, they have now a seat at the table. And so, like, there is progress, right? Different level of society, uh, of mm. the society, different level of, uh, and different branches of the society. Like, we are seeing progress and progress now, you know, based on the context again, should we be happy about it? Yes, now should we celebrate it because that should has been have been done like a long time ago, depending on where you are, where you are situated. Yes, that's another uh, uh, conversation here. I, I like um, so Robert's comment. Yes. Yeah. Because especially yeah, when he mentioned, yeah, especially when he mentioned, there's a difference between the mm. recognition and the expect the expectations. That's very true. So praise and recognition. I I totally agree. Mm. And this uh, yeah, one too, there is also yes, legally yeah. right and morally between, right. Exactly, what is legally yes. right and what is morally right, exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then exactly. again, that all depends on perspective. Uh, wow. Exactly, yes. Mm -hmm. And that's what I like, you know, like during this podcast is we have people from all over the world on the podcast, watching the podcast, listening the podcast. So, you know, then it's, it's up to each one of us to contextualize the things that are happening to the world and see how we can eventually be inspired by it or how we can leverage it to make an impact at our level, you know, because we call we can all make a difference. Um, now, <laughs> I would like to talk. Yes, my friend. You yes, Robert. <laughs> I was just going to add, uh, there's a third element. So you have legal and you have morally. And then you also have like a kindness or mercy, mercy or grace, if you will. So mm -hmm. there may be some situations mm -hmm. where you may be legally in your rights to do something, but you choose not to because right. you want to help the situation. Uh, mm -hmm. Or maybe it's, a, it's something which could still be morally okay that you're or morally right that you're going to do. But at the same time, you may still do something a little extra, right, to help the other person. So right. I do think there's a there's a kindness uh, thing that should be added to the conversation too uh, when we make our decisions. 100%. And I, I know we've tried to do that as a company is to make not only legal, moral, and ethical, but also do the kind thing, the human thing as well. The human thing. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. So now let's take a look at the at the top and flops of of 2022. Okay, and we are changing the category here. We will be talking about the trends that happened on social media in real life and we'll see what you think about it because that was kind of, yeah as usual you know trends comes and go and some of them are good and some of them are like hmm. <laughs> okie dokie i'm gonna start with this one this one is easy peasy this is the hoodie so this is a fashion trend the hoodie under the blazer what do you think about that one oh oh yeah <laughs> can i have a confession 
check this yeah, out so, so usually usually when i have my meetings i always have a black jacket <laughs> always you know so i just pop it on and sometimes i have my hoodie and i put the jacket on my hoodie so actually i oh. do that sometimes it's not a bad combination it's a no. smart combination <laughs> it has a nice to it <laughs> i think it depends on where where you're going to and what True. part of the world you are yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if I can say anything on this. I mean, this... You can. Men you can do guys do that. Men do it. And I found it like oh. as a fashion style. I think it's really nice on men, actually. Oh, okay. It looked kind of cool. The picture you just showed me, it looked, it looked pretty cool looking. I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I wouldn't. Okay. I probably wouldn't wear the red. I probably would wear, you know, like a black, like what... Uh, like what our friend here has, but uh, I think it, it, it also be good. Veronica, yeah, the the, the 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 label went away. I think it would be kind of cool too, it, just to have it like what you said, Veronica, for like a, let's say you weren't really prepared for a meeting, you didn't get dressed for a meeting, and you have to hurry mm -hmm. up and get on. You just throw that. You could have a T-shirt on. You just throw that thing over, oh, and you boy. look dressy right. all of a sudden. Yes. <laughs> 100 percent. So the next one is turmeric in hot chocolate. That was the big food trend of 2022. Oh my God. Oh, okay. I should definitely so tell try me, it. Tell me more. <laughs> so now you add turmeric to your hot chocolate or you add turmeric to milk. This is healthy, oh. but is it tasty? Like, that, is that something you would try? I don't know. Oh. I'm very particular <laughs> with my hot chocolate. <laughs> I have another and, confession. And it's very oh, my <laughs> those two do not seem that, to go together for me. <laughs> yeah, for me neither. Well, how about you? I think I, 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 Tamark is great, but I don't yeah, have my coffee. Healthy. Yeah, it's very I, healthy internal. Um if mm -hmm. you have any inflation or something going on internally, definitely I've I've heard my sister has suggested it to me many times. But I you know what, you know, fiber. Fiber. Mm -hmm. in the powder form mm -hmm. yeah i add that to my coffee <laughs> and it makes it creamy <laughs> yes and my fiber is really good also for the you know the, the the gut the stomach to really really you know keep it nice and all clean <laughs> so i'm so, definitely going to try it i'm definitely yes. going to try it because um, i take turmeric i know you know it's very good and i'm a hot chocolate person but i haven't done the combination but I'm definitely going to try it now and just see how it turns out. Yes, <laughs> try the fiber too. Adventurous. It's, it's really, it's, it doesn't change the taste much, but it's definitely very good for these. If you don't eat that many, you know, so many fruits where you have the, you know, the, 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 the direct um, fiber, the powder mm -hmm. form I, I have found really, really um, health-wise, it has made a difference. Mm. I'll be willing so to give Robert it a shot. Says, like turmeric, yes, but not in hot chocolate. But on the contrary, Vanessa says, hmm, yummy. Yum. Okay. And, and Ahmed also actually is like, mm, turmeric to milk is just fire. Okay. Really? Wow. Okay. Wow. Definitely how about, how you about know? in pill form? Can, do people take it in pill form too? Because I would be more inclined yeah, to do that. Yeah, you take it in pill. I usually oh, take mine as the, yes. as the drops. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep, no, you can, can take it into different forms. It's just the combination with a hot chocolate. I'm not sure I would be personally keen to try that one. Probably not. <laughs> but listen, <laughs> then it's, it's for everyone to do what makes them happy. The next one, oof. 
I did. I wasn't aware of this one. I'm not very active on TikTok. This trend started on TikTok and it went viral to the point that the biggest superstar like started to to use it. It's the pink mm. sauce. Oh, pink sauce. Pink sauce. Never heard of that. I don't know which planet I live in. I've never heard of the pink sauce. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're just too busy to be on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now, pink the sauce. pink sauce apparently oh, is healthy. It's vegan, right? Pink. And it's made of uh, dragon fruit. Okay. Oh, That's dragon why fruit. Apparently. Okay. Mm. Yeah. It's pink. And what else is but there? I, mm. Like, listen, I've looked at the like at the ingredients. I was able to understand like <laughs> half of them. <laughs> so I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly what is in there. But would you be like, do you find it appealing? Like dipping your 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 crispy chicken or your your deep like dipping food in? It looks like yogurt. No, no, it I'm looks sorry. like cut though. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like that, so me. <laughs> I didn't eat any other thing, but don't mess with my crispy chicken. You know, <laughs> no. there's too many things to top my chicken with. Yeah. I'm exactly. okay. <laughs> so I guess I would no, try, but I'm not inclined. No. Yeah, no, I wouldn't okay. be inclined to. I think the visual aspect of food, like, is really part of you know what makes it appealing or not, and definitely <sighs> the bright pink. I don't know, Doreen. I'm like, I'm not, my food, I just use food for survival. <laughs> Let's go, energy. Yeah. All right, all right, I'm good. Let's go. I, I don't, I'm not a foodie, so that's just, just, that's just me. I just, my relationship with food is just fuel. Let's go. <laughs> I, I love I'm food. A, yeah, I'm I love food. It's, it's, it's my jam, but I, I, I would be more inclined to take it if someone had it in front of me and says, hey, hey, Ross, you want to try this? This is really cool. I love this. Can you try this pink sauce? Then maybe I would do it. But if I'm at a restaurant, I'm not going to order that. Yeah. So and for me, it's a little bit different because taste means a lot to me. So, yeah, I have to, it has to taste good. It has to have, like, it tastes right. I don't just eat anything. I, agree. I guess that would make me a picky eater. That's um, okay. okay. Discerning. This discerning eater. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that term. See how, how, how you are next level now? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I love it. Another trend, actually, I mean, that's a trend. And this is the present and becoming the future. It's the metaverse, right? Mm -hmm. So we are all the real world now. But the metaverse, like, is being more and more present in our life. And um, I wanted to know, do you think, and actually Meta, so Facebook becoming Meta has lost for the first time in since its existence, a lot of subscribers and money and so on, you know, because the transition to the Metaverse wasn't that uh, uh, smooth, but more and more things are happening in the Metaverse. And, you know, you see now brand partnering in the Metaverse where you can buy, you can buy luxury goods in the metaverse so you would spend money to buy a virtual uh, louis vuitton bags or a virtual um balenciaga like hoodie but that's not something that you would ever own in real life so what what, what do you think about this this trend like becoming more than a trend becoming the present and the future especially for the youngest generation and at some point i do believe we will have to you know, catch up the train and 
and and join the metaverse as well. <laughs> Meta Robert, you're good. <laughs> Robert, I definitely had a lot of um, conversations about this, um, like especially late twenty um, twenty one, and um, it seems like not only is it, I think we get a lot of the hype about it. Um, so from a business perspective, we're looking at it like, well, you know, what can we do there? Like, you know, what, we, we have other things that we need to be running in real life. But um, looking at a lot of the new aspects that are coming, um, I see like a lot of trainings happening there, a lot of schools where not only are you, you're no longer just in this box, right? You're actually immersed in another world where you're still learning and you're growing and you're training, but it's, it feels like you're there. But if you're, if you're in two different continents, it's different. If you're in two different spaces, it's just different. It's, it may not be feasible to be in real life. So the metaverse is just giving people that next level of being together virtually without without it feeling like the same Zoom that people are tired of. It's just giving them something else um, as an alternative to enjoy each other, but do it in a way that, you know, it's, it's more fun. It's more fun. Ronis? I think it's, I think it's kind of a cool idea. I haven't actually tried it. I want to try it. Uh, I want to get those, one of those, I guess those goggle things, right? Where you get into the, the many, many universe. I, I would like to try it. Um, I'm interested, but I'm, I'm always interested in new technology, new things. So that's just my personality anyway. Uh, but I haven't had a chance to try. I think it'd be incredibly useful if there was enough adoption where let's say my family members who don't live close by, we could, we could, uh, we could do some fun stuff in there, or maybe it's like a conference instead of a conference. Um, in real life, and maybe it's a conference that's you know in the meta, and I'm able to communicate with people who are in other parts of the world. That'd be kind of cool because we know how expensive it is to travel. So I could I could see there's some uses for it. Um, I don't know that I would just be hooked on it or in it all the time, but I would like to try it. That's my answer. Because Megan Megan the Stallion just did, um, if I'm not mistaken, a, a huge promotion for a concert in the metaverse, and a lot of artists are doing that. Where there, that's where you can buy your tickets. That's where you can buy your seats and your your um, gear or whatever. Um, and it's I, I don't think it's anything different than when folks are on their video games. They're doing the same thing. They're buying exactly. the same yep. tools and the same yep. gear in video yep. games. Yep. But this is just now they can actually move their bodies and feel like they're fully immersed in it. The first thing, okay, when you first said metaverse, the first thing I was thinking about in my hands, can I play John Madden football in it? Oh, I was thinking, can I dance? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Folks are dancing. Folks are folks are really doing that next level of living. Mm. But like I said, if you just can't get out there and you can be home and still enjoy that metaverse feeling, mm. why not try? Mm. <laughs> Wait, what if, and what if what if it made very expensive brands actually accessible for people who have low income? So I let's say word physically, huh? You're not going to be wearing it physically. That's true, but no. I'm just saying, if I yeah, have avatar. aspirations, you know, for certain just the avatar. certain lifestyles, yeah. I could be in it in this meta thing and just, um, I don't know, play the part. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is a point, but my only concern would be the purpose behind it, right? The intention mm. behind it. If it's that's just true. to boost your ego and all that because you don't feel good enough in your real self, then that's questionable. But yeah, if the purpose... Ooh. 
Absolutely. I'm a deep diver. (laughs) (laughs) I think that that it's still a work in progress. I mean, there's some Mm. great benefits to it. I think it's still evolving, just like how the internet did. I think um, some sectors are benefiting from it now. I think it could be used for some good. You know, like for instance, um, you could connect with a loved one there, you know, because at the end of the day, we're trying to get people out of... (laughs) People are kind of like stuck in, you know, doing everything online. The benefits and, you know, um, there's some negative um, implications to that, you know, but then it's where I know we're supposed to focus on the positive, but imagine basically just living in the metaverse and then you're losing all Dying there too. Oh, God. Imagine living there and you're Yeah. Remember that? So I think the key is to find the right balance, yeah. you know, and yeah. yes, like leveraging the metaverse for what, you know, cannot be achieved in real life. And yeah. I think it gives us like more opportunities. And actually some universities, they have their campus on the metaverse. So you can be like so far away in the world and still mm-hmm. be on the campus in the metaverse, you know, from that university. So yes, yeah. it, it opens doors to to so new opportunities. If I'm there in the university, right? Am I there? I'm not there physically, but my avatar is there, but I'm listening real time, aren't I? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So I'm learning. I'm actually absorbing. Okay. Yeah, right. And then, and right. let's not forget, this is not new technology. Mm. Remember exactly. books that we were yeah. reading, books from authors That's from the it. 70s, the 60s. They were talking about this yeah. for, for decades <clears throat> already. So just to see some of it becoming accessible to us. Because I always still believe that these things are just being introduced because now it's accessible to us. But that doesn't mean it's new to everyone in the, that's been working on this. Yeah. This is things that's been in practice for a long time. Let's not forget Sims. Sims, I think, was yes. our first introduction to the real metaverse um, universe. And people now have forgot a, a little bit about Sims. <laughs> and now they're reintroducing it. And they're telling you, ah, it's meta. Like, no, it's Sims. Like, when the first time I saw it come out, I was like, that's Sims. Yeah, like, I know I'm not crazy. We branded it and gave it another name. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what, that's what that's the beauty of technology, but that's also the downfall of not knowing historically what happens in mm-hmm. our world. If yeah. we're not reading enough, if we're not watching enough of what's going on and paying attention, people can always rebrand to you and bring you the same old and mm-hmm. tell you that it's something new when it's really not. You just have to really understand how are they trying to implement it currently and then yeah. can you use it mm-hmm. but, but one it thing very uh, just useful during covid though <laughs> oh yeah. yes just to add upon that um one thing i've noticed the pattern when they're introducing new things they're testing the waters they're always kind of mm-hmm. testing how the society how the people will react and then mm-hmm. they'll give it full force so what's going on it's truly the future And if we're susceptible to, you know, the experience and you can see the response is positive and there's a lot of money being made from that, it's certainly going to expand into the next level. And I would not be surprised if you'd have half your life in the metaverse Mm -hmm. and half your life in real life. I don't see myself there, maybe not in my lifetime, but it's certainly, you know, we're already halfway. Yeah. (laughs) 
Always. And actually, we have a great, great comment here from Andrea who says, Metaverse, but not with Facebook, can be used for moving humanity forward. The problem I see from the point of view of someone raising a person with disability, with disabilities, and also someone whose message is we are missing connection with our bodies the mind the connection mind body and the brain body disconnect and we are disconnected from each other metaverse slash virtual reality is not helping with this wow. such a put such a powerful point and yeah. going to what i said the agenda behind everything they introduce could it be the ultimate goal for people to be more disconnected and what would be the purpose behind actually creating such a society where it's disconnected from their bodies, from their minds, from their souls, from their spirits and disconnect them totally? How, mu how much more easier is it to manipulate such a society that is disconnected totally? So could that be, you know, these are just questions um, that uh, curiosity definitely is my kind of vibe. And I'm always questioning what if and could that be? And what if that's the, actually the agenda, the idea? It could be a, dy a dystopic <laughs> world. That's what we've we've always see. They create movies based on that to see how do we how do we react to a dystopic world, and that's exactly um, yeah. part of what um, some of these authors from the past have talked about. Where we're sitting in chairs, um, we have our goggles on, we're yeah. we're making human connections with them, but the person is what? literally next to us, but it's outlawed in real yes. life to touch each other. Those the are those is, are what is actual purpose? real stories. Those are real the stories question, that people have dived into. What is the well, purpose? Yeah. Why would they want to create such a society? That's what I'm Control. very interested in. Yes. Control, control. What? like yeah yes. we, we know we're always being controlled but even deeper let's go deeper into the control what is the true root chronic cause of why they want to control what do they money. want to money because if you have control then you control that you control the money yes. so like if facebook, yeah. but what is the if facebook of controls control the metaverse money? for example they can control who advertises on there how much how much it costs to advertise they can control a lot more and it, it will bring more money. And it, it will so, also bring them at the forefront of a technology that's next, whereas Facebook has seen kind of a laggard now when it comes so to social would, media. Would it be safe to say that the interest of humanity is not at hand? I don't uh, think the interest yeah. of humanity is always at hand, but we also have to, <laughs> With we also those... have to watch out for, because it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a um, a two sided coin. You do mm -hmm. have those who do want to to further humanity in a positive manner, but they don't always have the um, the last mm, dividing conversation conquer. or the last mm -hmm. decision. Um, but then you have those who it's not really the money because let's not forget power and control has always been a factor for for those in power. Um, perceived power and money was never the reason it was just they wanted to control they wanted to see what could they do just the yes. power or the perceived mm -hmm. power to tell someone what to do how to move where to go um, a lot of that alone of uh, um, you know overruled anything financial because they're the the way we think of money now was never the reason that they needed money before mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they, they use land instead they use bodies instead they used um um, you know, whatever, whatever it is, um, location and distance and, and boundaries before. So it was never really just the money 
at the at the core at the core of it. I think now because we we have a perception of money now, that's where um, our minds usually go to. But it's it, I think it's deeper than that. It's just the pure simple fact of power and perceived power for control. You see, and and adding up upon that, that point, Charlene, um, what's scary for me is those that do have humanity at hand and do want to. Um, create solutions and experiences for the better of humanity are often cancelled. Mm-hmm. So the question is, who's got the real power? But anyways, let's not. Uh, you know, I'm getting uh, that, that, that could be excited. I know <laughs> That's we're going down topic. a certain. I know we're going on a certain track of yes, it, it, there is control factor behind it. But yeah. I just think like any tool you can use any tool in a good way or a bad way. So yeah. even mm-hmm. if a person has certain intentions behind this metaverse thing. I still may find useful ways to use it for my own purposes that are po- a positive experience for me personally. Uh, that's what from I look a personal at. perspective, yes. But when we look at collectively, then mm-hmm. that, that's where the yeah, question it's, comes it's a, in. It's a big concern. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So now let's, let's oh, go ahead. Now we're moving on. Terry, let's move on. We want to know more about uh, your biggest lessons this year. So. Uh, Marianne, what was your biggest lesson in, in, in 2022? So I would say, um, I, I always tell people, like, whenever I get a chance, I say never feed into self-doubt, you know, because it's a limitation to your achievements and accomplishments. So I would definitely say that, you know, a lot happened to me, but then, which made me doubt myself, which, you know, things that are definitely going to happen, but not feeding into it was what, it helped me be able to achieve one of the best moments of 2020. Two, which was my book launch. What I mentioned there was that my book actually ranked number one in abuse and self-defense ebook on on Amazon. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> yeah. So if I had, you know, I doubted myself so much, you know. So I would say my advice, you know, my biggest lesson in in 2022. And my advice to people is not to feed into self-doubt. It will definitely come. It will come. We're, we're humans, you know. It will come, but don't feed into it. My biggest biggest lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest lesson has been to, even though there are certain things that I can uh, control or, or, or move or whatever the case is, doesn't mean I should, right? So maybe some cases where, you know, my cup is in a, is in a period of transition where we're moving from my leadership over to the uh, the new president's leadership and so there are certain things that I may have certain you know I got power lack of lack of a better word control what have you that you just learn how to pull back right and let others shine let them do their thing because a lot of times the results may be much better than what you really anticipated which that has actually happened for me personally so I would say the biggest lesson is just knowing kind of when to pull back just because you have the power to, to do something doesn't mean you should, right? So just knowing how to control that. That's probably one of the things I've learned this year. Um, for me, it's um, trusting my gut. When you know something is deep down, despite what others might be telling you, oh, no, you should do this. Maybe you should move into this space. If you know deep down that is not for you, trusting your gut. And I've, I've been able to surround myself with people who allow me to trust my gut. And they, they're not feeding into the doubt side but they're feeding into the positive and the creative side. Mm, I like that. And you, Veronica? Yeah, I would say 
be driven by impact. Um, that came from my experience at the Graceland um, Orphanage in Ghana. When I went there personally to visit and make some donations, I saw this 10,000 um, poly tank. It's like a gallon where in Africa and Ghana, we store water. And my intention was like, ah, let's just raise a few dollars and fill in that poly tank, right? I just wanted to ha let them have water throughout the year. That was the intention. I came back to the UK, created that post, shared the story within based over $2,000, uh, able to build the borehole. When you're driven by impact, powerful things happen. When you're driven by impact, to make an impact, you exceed your own expectations. Mm -hmm. When you're driven by impact, there's no shame. When I created that post, I'm like, I, I just shared the story. I'm like, can I have your support? With no attachment. And the response, wow. And if you're doing this from a business perspective, right? You're like, oh, you know what? I don't want to create that post. I'm having this offer I'm making and all these things. You have all, as coaches, we're not very much, you know, inclined with the marketing side. But when you're driven by impact, and the intention that you have, there's no, you become unstoppable. So be driven mm. by impact and what focus on the impact you want to make and then reverse engineer and move forward towards making that impact. Mm. So that's yeah. what I'd say. You people are so powerful and kind and, mm. and, and, you know, and smart and like this is this is really beautiful to hear you know what what was your biggest lessons and i'm sure it's going to inspire uh, many of the uh, many of uh, of the people watching the show live the replay and listening uh, to uh, the the stand up podcast because you know it's not always about i think there is a shift since the covid-19 and and of course it does depend on 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 people but i feel like from a society perspective the, we went from chasing the success, the money, the the artificial things, you know, the materialistic things to, you know, being more grounded as individual and looking at, you know, the impact that we can make on an individual level and, and as a society, the impact we can collectively have, uh, you know, to improve uh, such situation or whatever we want to focus on. So that's that's very powerful. Do you have do you have any regret in 2022? Um, not taking more action. Um, there's certain things that I, I knew I wanted to do, but I talked myself out of them. <laughs> so um, it was it really wasn't until um, Q3, Q4 that um, I just started re I just started hearing almost like the confirmation of what I was already thinking since Q1. Um, but I don't know, maybe the universe just kept bringing people into my life. And it was just more louder than ever, um, Q3 and four, that, you know what, you need to just do this, just do this. And um, yeah, so my regret was not listening to myself and just taking those actions um, sooner. Mm -hmm. Any other regrets? Um, I would say mine is closer to Charlene's own. So my regret is, um, I'm a very intuitive person. And my regret is not listening to my intuition. And that has led me to, you know, associate with some people who have taken advantage of my niceness, you know, and which led to me being emotionally abused, which led to, the, to my book and, and all, my, the journey, you know, that I documented in my book. 
But then I'm learning to find the positive in everything. But that's one of my, my biggest, you know, regret, not listening. So these days, what I do now is I'm not feeling good about anything. I'm going to start asking myself, okay, so, you know, I listen. Now I'm listening. Listening. Actively <laughs> listening. Active, active, deep, global listening. <laughs> I love that, Marianne, because I can definitely relate to what you're saying and I can feel that my story is very much, uh, we share similarities when it comes to that emotional abuse, right, from my uh, former marriage in the past. But if we're focusing on 2022, um, in a nutshell, yes, taking that action with different projects or ideas that um, were bubbling in my mind, as being who I am, I'm always finding the reason why. I'm always asking, so what is the purpose? Why? <laughs> so could that suddenly be, maybe it wasn't important for me yet, because I know myself, I've proven to myself many times, if I wanted it, I went for it. I always mm -hmm. go for what I want. And if I don't go for it, Veronica, do you really want it? Like, be honest with yourself. So um, mm -hmm. I realized that about myself, and I, um, I recognized that in 2023, I'm ready for that now. When I say that, it's something that I'm, one of the projects that I had been like, oh, maybe it's not important yet. And I feel that the time has come. So I have taken action. I am the first week of January. I have a call with somebody who I'm supposed to be collaborating with to ignite that process. So I know I will take action. So I'm always, was that important? If I didn't take action, Veronica, honestly, like be real yourself. Did you really want it? <laughs> yet? you know so that, yes. that would be yeah like, hmm, that's the key and word. I, I think it's about also knowing you know when is it the right time as Rolly said earlier you know it's not because you have the power of a writ that you should do it and i would add now right it's it's also being able to assess if this is the right timing for you to act on this right now or to still keep it at the back of, of your head and plan for it, but maybe that would be wiser and more effective to do it in January as opposed to rushing it right now because you could simply do it, right? So I think there is also this aspect to, to, to take into consideration. Rollis, do you have any regret of 2020 in 2022? That's interesting. I've never pondered you know, recently, but because uh, I don't like to live there. I don't like to live in regret, right? But at the same time, I, I do think that there is a space between stimulus and response. When I come up with a certain situation, whether it's a human relationship, something goes wrong. Maybe they're disappointed in something I've done or not done. Uh, my response, I, if I had any regrets, if I could have perhaps changed that email wording or perhaps changed that interaction, that text message, where I was just a little bit more kind or understanding or take a moment, maybe it took a little bit longer to answer that person uh, and not be in, the, in my own feelings at that moment. Um, that's probably one area because that's one thing you can't take back, right? Once you, once you give that out there, you can say, I'm sorry, but you, you, you still put it out there. So I, I think that in that case, that's probably one thing where I, I have regretted, like, you know what? I could have responded a little bit better in that situation. So I'm going to take that situation and learn from it. And then the next time I have that interaction, I'm going to do a little bit better. So what can we wish you for 2023? And that would be my last question. Uh, what can we wish thing you? moving forward. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, just... Um, positivity in everything that we do, everything we touch, um, everything that's meant for us, we hear it and we accept it and, and we embrace everything that comes for us. Yeah. 
I'd say my wish to everyone is more showers of blessings, more sprinkling of that gold dust, right? We're already truly blessed in many ways that we can't even see, right? Because it's just so in our face, but there's so much to be grateful for and so much we're blessed with. So my wish is more showers and showers of blessings. I would say um, I would advise anyone to be a little bit more open to possibilities. Um, there are a lot of them out there. And um, um, Veronica, you were talking about the other time, being the change. You know, I would say, you know, our governments, yeah, they're definitely going to, you know, where they're definitely going to, you know, they definitely have a responsibility to us, but we also have to be the change that we want in the world. So we can't just sit back and say we depend on just them, depend yeah. on the government say the government has to do this. We have to actively, you know, make impactful decisions, like one of the ones that you made back in Ghana. You know. So yeah, that's my advice. That's what I'm advising myself to do more of in twenty twenty three. And that's also my advice to everyone else. Those are all great thoughts. Wow. Yes. Okay. So I would say for me, um, <clears throat> Being grateful for every moment that I have in 2023 where I'm alive and healthy because we know how important that is. And we maybe have for the first time ever really considered our health in our, in our life um, just through this past pandemic. So I would say going forward 2023, I'm going to be grateful for every day I get in 2023. And hopefully they'll all be, you know, with me being alive and healthy. Yes, which is the most important, I do believe. Like, that's what we want We want to do. So thank you, everyone. Thank you for being here with us, the standout guests, the, 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 the community members. Let's be all grateful for the beautiful people we have in our life, the difference that they make. And let's not forget that we can do... Uh, we can do so little individually and so much collectively. Every step we take moving forward matters so we can have a positive impact let's not forget it so thank you everyone uh rolis marianne veronica charlene thank you so much for joining me today on thank this you. live episode of stand up from the crowd and I will, I will see you all of you next week for another live episode of stand up from the crowd thank you everyone bye bye thank you thank bye, you. bye. bye. bye.